Welcome to episode four of the Ricky Henderson of Podcasts, aka the GOAP, the greatest of all podcasts. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Yeah, really stoked for this one. Got a special episode on the epic saga of Bacon Tuesday. It spans multiple seasons, includes multiple teams, some familiar voices from the right field bleachers. If you listen to the first three episodes, yeah, thanks to everybody for their early support as we get this thing launched. But yeah, this should be a really fun episode. I think you guys will like it. It'll be a little bit different than the previous ones that we've done. But uh, yeah, you'll be hearing from some familiar voices from the bleachers, some new voices, some uh, a player you might have heard of before. Um, but I don't know, just some really funny, um, intimate stories from from the people who are involved. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy. So without giving too much up, you know, I think we got to start this story off with our guy Omar Gonzalez. Uh, mainstay of the Bleacher Crew a, a few years ago until he had a couple of youngsters. But, um, yeah, he uh, really has some hilarious tales about Bacon Tuesday and how it all got started. And I think it's also important to have some context on just how bad the A's were in 2011 when this whole thing started. Uh, of course, that was the first first year of Bob Melvin slash last year of Bob Guerin. At uh, one point during the season, uh, the closer, Brian Fuentes, uh, told reporters that there was zero communication between him and Bob Guerin. And then shortly after that, Guerin was out of the job. Bob Melvin took over as manager, and I think fans are pretty pretty happy that Bo Mel is still there as opposed to Guerin. No offense to Bobby G. He seemed like a nice guy. But, uh, but yeah, without further ado, let's go to Omar Gonzalez for the beginning of the epic saga of Bacon Tuesday because he actually recently ran into Fuentes uh, in their hometown in Merced and uh, asked him about that whole 2011 season. So... All right, let's get things started with the epic saga of Bacon Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, well, because we, I see uh, uh, Brian Fuentes around in. Uh, I ran into him at, at our local taco shop right next to our to our business, and I was like, "So what happened, man?" I asked him about that situation. He's like, "Dude, he was." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> his his kids are getting haircuts at the supercuts. Wait, when, when was this? Uh, how recently? How recent was this? When did this happen? Dude, this was probably like right before. Right around March, I think it was. Yeah. And oh, so, so this is recent. Right, so this is recent. Oh, yeah, this but but you had but you were still thinking like, dude, I gotta oh, know. Dude, I was yeah. still thinking. I was like, and dude, and he's he's huge in person, man. This guy's like six seven or something like that, and I'm like five six, five six and a half, you know. <laughs> five seven. And, five. We'll give you. We'll yeah, tell you five yeah. eight. Five eight on the. Nikes, man. Yeah, five eight on the. Five, you know, on the. You know how the pro sports they always inflate the stats. Exactly. You know? <laughs> And so, yeah, dude, no, he just, he just said, oh, man, he just weren't communicating, dude. He goes, I think it blew up more than it was, but he goes, he's, he's a smart guy, but he's just not a good manager. So, and so anyways, it was just, it was a funny conversation. It was random, but so anyway, so, but during that whole season out there in the bleachers, man, we were, we were started, everyone was just, it was such a crap of season. Like we all started having to create our own fun. And so guys were bringing like bacon mints bacon gummies bacon flavored everything were you know it was it was just it was just uh just randomness and silliness going on out there just straight up shenanigans i always remember you know i, I came to oakland a couple times and you know the right field fans just wore me out i mean just wore me out you know and and you know everybody gets the a's that there's not a lot of fans sometimes you know but in right field you know they're there 
and and you can hear them and they go. That's former big league right fielder and current Atlanta Braves broadcaster Jeff Frank Coor, aka Frenchie. He's a major player in this story. Frenchie played for eight different teams across both leagues from 2005 to 2016. But in 2011, he was playing for the Kansas City Royals in right field, just in front of Section 149. So I just started playing around with them, you know, and I was kind of, you know, nothing vulgar, nothing bad. We just were going back and forth talking stuff. Uh, you know, I was dropping SEC, ACC football from the South. You know, they were dropping Pac-10 stuff on me. So we had a lot of fun. So the Royals were on the way to a 71-win season that year. The A's had only won 74 games. But right field bleacher resident Anson Casanaras had a feeling that something special was afoot that night, September 5th, 2011, at the Oakland Coliseum. I had the feeling in 2011 because it was just the way that Frank Hoare was interacting with us in between outs. It wasn't like just once every other inning, like he would laugh. He would literally have a conversation with us about just random stuff. He's like, oh, like, chilly night tonight. And it's like, oh, this guy's cool as hell. Like, okay. And then we kind of just had this running joke about, bacon and then we told him on a I remember on a, a, the, the first bacon Tuesday that Monday it was mm-hmm. well obviously the night before we were like hey we're on a bacon Tuesday and he was like okay okay and then I was like oh this is gonna like something's gonna happen like, <laughs> I remember he, he, he ran he ran out to us on that Monday game and he kind of just like saluted us like he knew we were out there he's and he's like kind of like okay these guys are here every game so we were kind of like his adopted baseball family type of thing on the West Coast, so I always thought that that night was gonna be special. And, uh, you know, and Frank Core, he's super like, we're, you know, we give every right fielder, like, you know, just mess around with them, just try to get them, just to see if they get to react. We don't really like have real animus towards these guys, right? It's just to mess around with them. And, uh, and so, uh, so Frenchie, he's, he just like, uh, Jeff Frank Core, he just super like, you know, he'll turn back and he'll just do little signs or, and so we started asking him questions. Someone's like, what's your favorite snack or little things like that. And, and they said, do you like bacon? Somebody, I think it was a Monday night. They said, Frenchie, do you like bacon? And he turns around and he goes, hell yeah. You know, and he says that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, oh, okay. And then, and it was Charlie. Um, I don't know. If, uh, oh Charlie, yeah. Charlie, dude. Charlie? I love Charlie. <laughs> yeah. dude, Charlie's yeah. an animal, dude. What an animal. That Charlie guy. was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. He had the smallest signs, but they were the best signs. Like, <laughs> bring like little, little signs, like a little eight by 10 piece of paper. Like a little postcard, <laughs> like a little postcard. You know? <laughs> yeah. So That's Charlie, awesome. you know, we all, yeah, do you like bacon? And then, and then that Monday night we said, Hey, tomorrow night, let's all bring a bacon treat and we'll take it to him. You know, and so, so yeah, that was like the first two. It was just so random. So first 2011. So 2011 was actually the. Yes, yeah, it was, was the like... first unofficial official Bacon <laughs> Tuesday, dude. It was like, it was so random. I think we brought like. This is like September, bacon. right? This is like September 20th. It was like, in September. So it's yep. like the A's are like, they're out of it. Like completely, it, just like completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were delirious, you know. Yeah. There was like, you know. 5,000 people in the stands, you know, it was so. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. It, sure. it is what it is, man. And yeah, the Royals, you yeah. know, they weren't getting a lot of love at the time either. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, dude. So the next night we went there, we all brought our baking goodies. We're grubbing amongst <laughs> ourselves. And then we just said, you know, hey, Jeff, meet us at the bullpen after the game. And he, you know, gave us the nod. Yeah. And so, and uh, so we went down and we met him and he was just like, um, 
Yeah, no, he was he was he was super cool, man. He he signed bowls that we had. I have a bowl. I dude, I I would I wish I would have uh, went and grabbed my stuff and had like a have a little bowl that says uh, Go Bacon Tuesday on it. That that we were because <laughs> we all brought little bowls so we could put our treats in and, and give them out. And he signed baseballs and stuff, tickets. It was so cool, man. He was such a good guy. And he says, next year, let's do it again next year. And so, um, so yeah, so we kind of did that. And so, oh, and then he also said, uh, he says, hey, come, come back tomorrow. I got something for you guys. And so we're like, what? That's cool. Let's. So we come back on the Wednesday afternoon game. Yeah, day game, and, right? Uh, yeah, day game. Yeah. And then so he, and uh, right before, right before the game starts, we're all there early. And he runs out and he goes, hey, here you go. And he throws a baseball up to us. And uh, wrapped around the baseball, it has a rubber band which, uh, with a hundred dollar bill wrapped around it, and it said for beer and bacon dogs. And it says uh, Bacon Tuesday, and he signed his name on it. And this is where the details get a little bit hazy, because while Omar remembers Frenchy throwing up the ball before the game, he remembers it like this. I mean, and it was during the game. You know, it was like the fifth, sixth inning or something. And I remember, you know, I was like, they've been great sports with me, man. They've been yeah. playing back and forth. You know, they kept touting Aaron Rodgers when I was in the outfield. <laughs> and, and I'm a huge Falcons fan, so I was telling how Matty Ice was so much better than Aaron Rodgers. And so I just remember, finally, I, I went in and I got a baseball and I wrote on it, you know, thanks for being great sports. Here's 100 bucks. you know, buy some beers for the crew. And I, I literally went during the half inning, you know, up the little ramp there in Oakland to the locker room, got 100 bucks out of my wallet. I put a rubber band. And I remember a couple of people in the dugout looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and so I took the ball out there and threw it up. And like I said, it was just, it was the best thing I ever did because it was the smallest gesture, yeah. but it made a relationship with a group of fans that, like I said, I'll, I'll never forget that. And I, I think um, every time I go out to Oakland, like I said, you know, I only do a hundred games broadcasting, but this year, right when Oakland came on the schedule, you know, you know, most people are probably like, you want to go out to Oakland to do games? But I, I, had, <laughs> like, a circle, yeah. <laughs> I had a circle to go do it because I wanted to go see them and, and experience, you know, the people that I, I enjoyed hanging out with that day. Yeah, because they're so knowledgeable, too. I mean, the fact that they were giving you crap about Aaron Rodgers, right, just shows, like, how smart they are, right? Well, they, like, they know. Yeah. And, and that's what, as, a, as athletes, I think people – one thing people forget, too, is we enjoy – when someone can interact and, and talk sports with you and actually – know what they're talking about, yeah, you know, and yeah. have a good thing. It's a lot of fun. And we enjoy yeah. that. Cause like I said, we're so different than football, you know, football's 16 games. And it's like, you get to that game day, there's no messing around. You're full baseball. I mean, there's so many games that you mm. have to have some, <laughs> a breath of fresh air and some interaction. And, and they gave it to me that day. But to this day, the right field bleacher crew hasn't spent that hundred dollars. It's been safely guarded by trusted member Ross I don't know. Roscoe Retz, I think his name, of the right field bleacher crew. <laughs> so, so did Ross catch it? Is that why Ross has it or what? I mean, do you, do you I know? Don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know who caught it. I think yeah. at the time we just trusted Ross the most. You know? <laughs> he wasn't well, going to go. He's the most trustworthy. Like, yeah, who are we giving yeah. this to? Everybody's like, Ross. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like, you know, right, yeah, Ross was like, he kept it. And so, right. yeah, and then he went and got a case for it and everything. And so, so now, so, every now and then, it'll, so, it'll come out. That's not the only memory Frenchie has from that day. Do you remember Top A's prospect, Michael Taylor? Because Frenchie does. They gave me so much crap because <laughs> Michael Taylor, Bruce Chin was pitching. And so the field was hard. If I don't remember, but September when they start playing football, they yeah, like, the gets hard, you know, yeah, for football. Yeah. So Bruce Chin was pitching to Michael Taylor. 
And Michael Taylor had just gotten his first hit the night before, and he hit a line drive at me, and I threw him out at first base. <laughs> and, and I remember running. That's what kind of started me interacting with those fans because I remember coming out the next inning, and they were all over me, you know, like, that's bull crap. You know, <laughs> first hit the day before. And, uh, and that just started, you know, and I think I pointed to my arm, like, I'm sorry, I got a great arm. You know? <laughs> yeah, just messing around. And, yeah, and yeah. it started going. And like you yeah. said, especially September, we were bad. They were bad. You know, but like I said, I appreciate because they were there. I mean, they were there every game. So the connection was established in September 2011. But when A's fans saw the schedule for 2012, they noticed the Royals were due to come back in early April. Any A's fan knows. Early April, you kick off the season opening night. It's crazy. People are tailgating at like 7 a.m. And then the team goes on the road and then they come back on like a Tuesday or a Monday. And they play <laughs> yeah. teams like the Royals or the Orioles. And people are like, uh, I'll yeah. come back to the works tonight. Yeah, it goes back to like 7,000 fans a night or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bittersweet because it's frustrating to see because you want to see that place packed. But at the same time, I love those games because you get to just you can yell at the opposing right fielder or center fielder and they'll interact with you and it's 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 great. I mean, and I remember uh, I think there was in 2012 when he came back that next April. There was like a rain delay. You guys got to interact and stuff like that. I mean, how cool was that? They gave you a T-shirt. I mean, how cool was that? You know, it was awesome. Well, we, you know, they did it. We called it Bacon Tuesday. You know, and and then like you said, yeah, there was a huge rain delay, and so it all came down by the dugout right there, and the cops then let them in. They gave me a shirt. We got talking. And it, it literally was, was something so cool because, you know, in, in baseball, it's, it's, it's a long season, you know, and, it, and it's serious and it's hard work. And obviously it's your job. You got to do well. But to have opportunities like that um, to interact with fans and honestly form lifelong friendships. Whenever I, you know, see the whole crew, I, I, I recognize their faces still this day. I'm not great with all the names, but I – you know, the main crew, I could see their faces. I know exactly who they are. And that, and that was always something that meant a lot to me. So back on April 10th, 2012, the second annual Bacon Tuesday, I actually interviewed Anson and Omar for a job I was doing for MLB.com. Here's the audio from those interviews. It's not the greatest, but I still think it's pretty funny to check out. All right, here we got our second annual Bacon Tuesday here in the Oakland Rightfield Bleachers. And my name is Omar. And we, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> so what's going down is we got Bacon Tuesday. So everyone brought a little bacon treat. Right here we got a pretzels wrapped in candied bacon. With, with Nutella. Got jalapenos with cream cheese wrapped in bacon. Baked. Oh, it's amazing. What's the, back, got, what's the backstory behind Bacon Tuesday? The backstory? This is Anton. He'll give you the backstory. Backstory says, so last year we had a Bacon Tuesday because bacon's the best food of all time. So Jeff Rancourt threw us a ball with 100 bucks attached to it. It said beer or bacon dog on me because we gave him a plate of bacon. And over the years we've been, you know, yelling at him in a friendly way, trying to heckle him, but he's, he's a cool guy. He's the nicest guy in baseball, hands down. And this is the result of it. Look at our shirts. Bacon Tuesday, sponsored by Jeff Rancourt. It's official. And here he comes right there. There's the guy himself. Yeah. There he is, man. He's like bacon idol. Yes. So how did you guys know Jeff Rancourt loved bacon so much? We just asked. You have not because you asked not. So we asked him if he liked bacon. And now he has the bacon after the game. So, so yeah, that's how we found out last year. And we gave him a bacon platter. He signed all of our tickets and stuff. And then now it's second annual Bacon Tuesday. We're back. We're back in it. 
Come back, Frenchy! You like Nutella? I got some for you! Bacon Tuesday! Bacon Tuesday! Bacon Tuesday! It's just love, dude. I mean, and I don't know. I feel like... I feel like we just got we just got good fans, man. We're just good people. And it wasn't like... And it wasn't just like... You weren't just giving him random crap, you know, just for saying like dumb stuff or like he's a bum, you know. We just like <laughs> we like come up with some like yeah. Really you guys like, were like legitimately having a conversation. Like he would like talk or like like talk <laughs> with you guys, right? Like it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. He would he would turn around. We you know respond to questions as much as he could. You know, we don't expect all these guys to be in like straight dialogue. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play, you know, baseball. So, <laughs> but um. But it's just cool when these guys that you know they know. Hey, it is a game, you know, and it and it's uh, and the uh, and the people in the stands are the are the are they are the ones who pay the salary. They are the ones who support it and keep this thing floating. So, um, so I don't know. I I feel like he kind of gets it, you know, and uh, so I don't I don't I really I really don't know why beyond that why he would really care except for that maybe he's just a really genuinely good dude, and uh, and then it was it was cool. It just kind of reflected, and uh, how he. I guess how he interacted with us. And so um, I, I'm trying to say, yeah, that, that season, that night it, it rained out. He got the little video and, and at, at the end of the game, he was like, we're, we're in the beautiful Oakland Coliseum. Or, and he was like, <laughs> yeah. we had a, we had a great bacon Tuesday. And he said, if you're not here for bacon or, uh, I forgot what he said, man. But it was yeah, just, just so something cool. awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube, bro. I'll you find the clip and I'll play it. Yeah, I'll find the clip Heck and I'll yeah, play it out here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, can we get a message? Hey, hey, hey I got hey. a surprise for y'all tomorrow. Oh. Fuerza de Tocino, yeah, right here. here. No, I want all y'all to sign. Okay, all right. Can we get a message, a going away message for Bacon Tuesday? You got inspiring words. Anything to say? This is Jeff Rancor. We're out here in beautiful Oakland, raining, and we just had a badass Bacon Tuesday. Yeah! It was just fun, man. And then it kind of, uh, then the next year we did it again, and, and it, you know, it, it just became like this uh, tradition. And uh, even even the A's jumped on it on that 2012 season. The the staff or whoever it is, they caught onto it. They started putting bacon trivia on the on the uh, what's it called diamond <laughs> on, diamond on the vision at the yeah. time. Uh -huh. Yeah, and so they were slapping uh, A's trivia. There was like little digital bacon floating up in the <laughs> on the awesome, screen. Dude. It was all like those little just it was just and it was so rough because you know how they just had those like dude i mean it lines. was yeah it was i mean this is before they had the scoreboard i mean we're still the, before man yeah. it was just like yeah, what is little... that organ trail bacon what's going on <laughs> so and it was and it was so funny like because i think after that the a's ended up getting like some type of sponsorship um with uh farmer john and so <laughs> Dude, no lie, man. The so you guys like made the franchise money. That's yeah. hella funny, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's hella funny. Yeah. They got a corporate sponsorship from Farmer John, and so like I think it was <laughs> on like Tuesday nights or something like that. They had their bacon inning, and no lie, dude, it was like <laughs> Farmer John bacon inning. And so you, they had these little cards. I may have have one. I may have one still. Dude, if you and, have uh, it, yeah, you gotta send that to me. You gotta send it, take a picture, uh, dude, and send that to me. I dude. do, yeah. I do, man. I gotta send it. Uh, and um, and it was just like uh. 
free for a redeemable bacon. I, I was going to redeem it. I had every intention of redeeming a pack of bacon. It's going for like seven bucks or something at the time. So, <laughs> but well, uh, I'm glad I, you I did it. I think it. I think it's better to keep it. I think it's better to keep it. I know, it. man. I, <laughs> I think it's going to be invaluable. So, yeah, I think it's worth yeah. more than seven dollars, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not, you know, they, they say it's not worth more than the paper it's printed on, but you know, that's what <laughs> it is, what it is. But like you heard Frank Corsay in that YouTube video, he has something special planned for them the next day. I ended up sending up a bunch of pizzas up there, like 15 pizzas to the crew in right field. And I'll never forget, it was like the third, fourth inning, I got a double. And they were cheering me so loud. And I get to second, I remember Cliff Pennington going, man, they don't even cheer for us like that. And, just, <laughs> and it just struck a relationship, man. You sent like 40, 40 personal pizzas. The you know, classic round, round table. table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like seventy. It's like seventy percent crust. You got a little. Oh, pud- you got a little puddle of so cheese in the middle. <laughs> a little bit of sauce on it. Yeah. And he sent the baseball bat, and the baseball bat was like in a long old like sock or something. I don't know what it was in, or maybe they just brought it in a bat. I think Anson just put it in a long sock or some kind of <laughs> holder. I have no idea. Who has a who has a sock that's like four feet long? Jesus Christ. Dude, I don't know, man. Anson, I guess. <laughs> so when we got the the bat, that was after the first one. We didn't know we were getting the bat, but before that, a rep came down from the A's and had like twenty boxes of those little mini like personal size round table pizzas. And he just, and he goes, Yeah, um, uh, this is sent from Jeff. Frank like, what? And it was like a day game. Like it was, you know, we're like, okay, cool. And then some dude came down with the bat. I'm like, what is this? And he handed it to me. And I'm like, no way. And the bat said, Dear Rightfield Bleachers, keep making bacon, Jeff Francoeur. And then they kept riding the momentum and eventually caught the attention of Angels right fielder Tori Hunter. Then that morphed into like uh was it fried chicken night or something we had? Yeah, and because Tori, Tori... Was, playing, yeah, Tori <laughs> was playing with the Angels, and we, we were just saying, like, saying, hey, Tori, he's like, what? I'm like, oh, he's responding, cool. Like, what do you like, Popeyes or churches? He goes, Popeyes. I'm like, no way. Yeah. Okay. So I remember we, we came down to Anaheim when the A's were playing at the end of the year. I think this was 2011. I want to say 2012. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the year. But we're like, Tori, what's <laughs> And he turned on. He goes. He was like, "What are y'all doing over here?" <laughs> <laughs> so he remembered you guys, right? Like he. I mean, you guys probably like the only A's fans there. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I literally have a sign that says "Tori, where's our Popeyes?" That Tony made us. I gotta find the picture somewhere. It's somewhere on my phone or whatever. But yeah, he uh, he. I think it was the the season after he sent us like a bag full of Popeyes. I'm like, this dude actually came through. We, we got something going over here. It rolled, man. It just rolled that. Uh, let me see. So, yeah, it was in 2012. I think it was like in it was in August. It was August. Uh, I think it was the day of my daughter's birthday, actually, when she was born on August 6th is when the angels were in town. And because uh, I because we were we were we my, my wife had just given uh, just delivered uh, Rama and uh, and uh she uh and i somebody said oh yeah tori oh some of the guys came to visit us in the hospital wiggy and andy and will they came to visit us and um and uh and so they were like yeah tori hunter sent up a like some buckets of popeye's chicken (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing that's so amazing because i guess he had been promising for several seasons oh yeah i'm gonna send you some popeyes and they kept on harassing him and he finally came yes for those keeping score at home so far that's bacon 
pizza, Popeyes, and a baseball wrapped in a $100 bill. But there's still more to the epic saga of Bacon Tuesday. For the next chapter, we got to fast forward to March 2013. It was um, spring training we went. I was, with, I was with, you know, you know George. It's in right field. Mm-hmm. Oakland legend. We all know him, right? Um, we were in spring training the year before. Was it 2013? And we went to like a Royals. And I forgot who they are playing. But we're like, yo, Frenchie. He goes, yo, Bacon Tuesday. What's up, Oakland? I'm like, oh, he knows us and everything. Wait, this is and in Arizona, you're saying? This is in like Arizona. A- <laughs> and, yeah, I think they're – I'm pretty sure it was a Royals and Mariners game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we exchanged emails. I was like, yeah. He was like, he's like, he's like, you guys do another Baking Tuesday thing? I'm like, yeah, come through. He's like, okay, cool. Unfortunately, the Royals road trip didn't coincide with the Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday in 2013. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday trip. So on May 17th, 2013, the gang all got together for the third annual Bacon Friday presented by Bacon Tuesday. I my email down, and I, I remember um, trying to contact him during that week thinking, oh, he's not going to come, you know. I get it. You're a major leaguer. You don't. You have limited time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not expecting him to look at your email, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this dude, straight up, hours before was like, "Okay, we have a team meeting at four. I'll try to get out of it." I'm like, "What?" Like, I'm like, "Yo, if you can't make it, if you can't make it, it it's good. Like, don't sacrifice your job and with bacon. Like, it's good." He's like, "No, I'll be there." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So he yeah. skipped. So he skipped his team meeting to go to bacon tailgate with I, you guys. He went like, I think he he went to the meeting, but he went like right after. Like like it was in his head. He's like, no, I gotta get the hell out of here. Like I'm I'm doing this. But he still had to get the approval of his manager, wily old veteran Ned Yost. What did you tell Ned Yost? You're like, hey, uh, hey, Skip, I need to go out to the parking lot real quick. How did you pull that conversation off? You know. Well, the, the good news was, was that by that time, you know, I had eight years in the big league, so I was a little bit of a veteran. <laughs> so I was able to, to get away with a little more. And we had a young Royals team. So I was like one of the old guys on the team. Yeah, and so yeah, I just yeah. remember I was telling Ned, I'm going to go out the parking lot for a little bit after I hit, you know. And he was like, sure, as long as you're back by 20 <laughs> minutes before first pitch to warm up to play. And, you know, I think I was out there for like 45 minutes, man. I had all sorts of different types of bacon before the game. Now, I can tell you this. My stomach did not settle well sitting in right field with about a pound of different types of bacon on my <laughs> But, but uh, something that I'll never forget. Yeah, I always remember that. And, and I remember telling Omar and everyone, everyone that's out there, I'm like, yeah, you know he's coming out here, right? They're like, no, he's not. And then, lo and behold, he, he came through on, on a golf cart hopped out here he was like what's up guys i'm like oh you really did this like okay. yeah and he still had his like blue royals warm-ups on yeah. and everything it was hilarious and yeah there working for cut four just like just hanging out in the background like what the hell is going on right no now? that's how, that's how i got all introduced to you guys that was the i yeah. somehow i somehow caught wind of it you guys were like oh dude you need to come out to the parking lot today like I'm like, yeah. all right. I'm like, yeah, sure. Frank Cooper. Come. And then he actually came. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't even expecting it. Cause I mean, honestly, I thought he was going to do the whole, like in the golf cart. Hey, what's going on? Go big and Tuesday. Blah, blah, blah. No, he came out. I think we we're playing cornhole. He was playing corn, cornhole with us for a few minutes and he was eating like a bacon wrap dog and whatever bacon treats we had. I'm like, <laughs> and I, I, honestly, it's the only time I ever went out. Um, in a in a parking lot. I, I don't even think I did that in the minor leagues. Maybe one time to like kiss my parents and say hi to them if I hadn't seen them in a while. But uh, you know, that's what made it so cool was just it was so unique. You know, here I am out there. I never forget. I had full. 
I took my jersey off. So I had like my, my blue Royals cutoff shirt on, but there I was full baseball pants, you know, yeah, out there yeah. hanging out. And probably half the fans that walked by probably thought, well, who's that guy? What's he doing? But <laughs> uh, it was special to me. And, and something that, like I said, I think, you know, we get asked to do a lot or to do cool things, meet cool people. But like, that was something that I truly wanted to do. And, you know, I enjoy still being able to talk about it, you know, seven years later. Yeah. And uh, what is your teammates? Because I'm pretty sure they gave you like a platter of food. That 2013 year where you came at the tailgate, they gave you a platter of food to bring back to the clubhouse. What were you like? Oh, dude. The, yeah. What was that it was, like? Yeah. Well, first off, they were all kind of like, where in the heck did you get that? Can we eat it? You know, so <laughs> I ate some so everybody would feel like they could eat it. So I remember I ate like the chocolate bacon. They had cinnamon bacon. <laughs> I mean, they had every type of bacon you could imagine. And uh you know, I actually enjoyed it the most was remember our DH, Billy Butler. You know, I love Billy. Of course, country <laughs> breakfast, of course. Country breakfast hammered some bacon that day before the game. <laughs> That's hilarious. I got to go back and see what his stat line that was. Maybe it, like, boosted his – maybe he hit some dingers who, that night or Who something. knows, you know, with him. <laughs> Billy Butler actually went 0 for 4. So country breakfast had a couple strikeouts. A scored a couple of late runs to get the victory. And something else I also remember from that is Josh Reddick, the A's right fielder. He actually came out to the tailgate, too, before the game. So you had two major league right fielders coming out to tailgate. You know, they weren't drinking or anything, but they were just coming out to have bacon, uh, you know, throw some cornhole before a game. I thought that was pretty cool. And so did, so did Jeff Francoeur. I had to ask him, you know, where did this rank among your, fa uh, your favorite fan interactions for your whole career? Fan interaction is my favorite, and it really is. And it's so funny because you can ask my wife, you know, last year I'm watching the A's and Rays in the, in the, um, in the, yeah, wild yeah, the wild game, card, you know? yeah, yeah. And like, I've, I'm, I've become an A's fan before those fans because I think it's so cool. And I'm like, I wanted them to experience winning and doing it. And then it always helped because, you know, I had Tim Hudson and Ron Washington, who are two of my close friends I played with forever. And, you know, they loved Oakland and they loved mm -hmm. being out there. So I always appreciated going out there. Look, you know, the locker rooms, the facilities, are, are they the best? No. But at the same time, for me, it's the relationships with people that stick when you're done. And, yeah. and that was always my number one fan interaction by far. And the feelings are mutual. Just listen to A superfan right field Will. Will McNeil, who's been sitting in Section 149 since 2005. Just, I mean, you could just tell he's just a down, just, he's just like your regular guy, just if he wasn't playing baseball, he'd be the guy you see at the bar shooting the you-know-what with, drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah, he, you can just tell he's a good good old down-country boy. He just likes to talk. You can tell how much he loves the game of baseball. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw him last year in San Francisco. I went to a Giants game on purpose against Atlanta just to see him in the announcer's booth and shoot the you-know-what for a few minutes with him, and he loved it. I think that right Bill Will reached out to him, shout out to Will, about <laughs> having another Bacon Tuesday, and he said, I'll be there. Whenever that is, because we're <laughs> going to go to a game anytime soon. But there might be another Bacon Tuesday. So next time I go out there, we do a game. Whenever we do a game with Fox, because I had brought up the idea this year that I wanted to go out there with a headset on or a microphone and, and sit with them for a couple innings. Oh, that would be amazing. And, and broadcast the game. And just, you know, I'm going to do it. So whether it's two years when I go back for interleague or whatever, you know, I'm definitely going to do that. And because, like I said, I think it's a great story. And I think fans like them deserve to be recognized because not only are they great fans, but they can have fun with players in a good way that's not derogatory, that's not making someone feel threatened. Just good fun in the yeah. outfield to make, to make a season feel shorter.
Man, it's too bad that didn't happen. Of course, the the Braves were on, on the schedule to come out here originally in 2020 for interleague play. And Frank Cork had been doing a broadcast out there. And he also let me know that he probably would have brought him out some beer, too. And, uh, and yeah, so I was talking to Will, one of the hardcore fans. He says you started up a beer company. Is that right? You got your own beer going yeah. now or what? I, I got my own, and, and that's why I was going to bring a bunch out this year when we were playing out in Oakland uh, for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I told him what I think I might do next year is when the Braves come to San Fran and I come, I'll bring a bunch and have one of those guys drive over and meet me in the city. Dude, I'm sure they'll um, go to a game just to go hang out, man. That's true. They actually might. But, yeah, so it's called Frenchie's Blues, and we did it through Terrapin Taproom. Um, which is like a big beer company out of Athens, Georgia. So it's big in the state of Georgia. And I own a blueberry farm in South Georgia. So, um, Damn, man. Okay, up, nice, man. Yeah. So you're a busy so, man these days. I, huh? I am. So we ended up yeah. taking my blueberries from there. They're all organic. And we made a, a blueberry, uh, like, sour-type beer for Terrapin. And uh, wow. it's been great. I'm actually down here at the beach now with my family. We've been having a few on the beach every day. A sour – that's a blueberry sour beer. That's crazy, man. So do you, It's what good kind for of, the summer. It's, good. Yeah, it's a great yeah. summer beer. You want it when it's hot, when you're out watching a game or thing. You know, it's not a – I don't think it'd be a great winter beer, but for the summer down here, it's been awesome. Well, you're in Georgia. I mean, it's always hot, right? Well, that is true. We, we, <laughs> maybe January and February we get cold. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to bring some of those out for, for all the guys. Dude, how cool is Jeffrey Core? Man. Well, it's my first time doing anything like that. I hope you enjoyed that epic Bacon Tuesday saga. just want to give a huge shout-out to Jeffrey Core. Again, uh, make sure you get some of his beer, Frenchie's Blues, from Terrapin Taproom next time you're in Georgia. And also, I got to give a shout-out to Omar Gonzalez, Anson Casanares, and Will McNeil for chiming in on the whole Bacon Tuesday epic, the epic saga of Bacon Tuesday. I don't want to sell it short. Uh, you can follow Omar at Omar and the OF, Anson at Anson Casanares, and Will at RFWill149 on Twitter. And, yeah, we still got a few more tales here. You know, we're starting to introduce the sideshow where we got a little fun little sideshow, a little story to end up the episode. And, uh, you know, on the topic of right fielders, you know, I figured it would be good to ask Will and Anson what their favorite, uh, you know, who their favorite right fielders were over the years. And they provided some really funny answers. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, again, this is the Ricky Henderson of podcasts, AKA the GOAP, the greatest of all podcasts, I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. And yeah, let's hear from Anson who gave us a rundown of some of his favorite, uh, outfielders over the years. All right. Give me, give me your top three, right? field visiting right fielders. Who, who's like, I know, put you on the spot. I know. Cause I know you guys in have good relationships. Like, like in a, or I don't know. No, it doesn't have to be in order. Just like, who are your favorite guys to see, like, come in? Because you know they're going to interact. It'll be a fun time. You know, good Honestly, or bad. Good or okay. bad. Good or bad. You know, who are your top three? <laughs> can I, do I have, like, a mulligan on Jeff? Does Jeff Francois count or can I count other people? Uh, sure. Right, let's get top five. Let's make it a top five. Let's do a top five. <laughs> okay, top five. Jeff Francois, number one, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> number two, honestly. Jose Bautista. I was gonna, was I was gonna ask about it. So much trash to us, and he would literally come out. We didn't have to say a word, and he would say, "Shut up, shut up." I'm like, "Yo, chill, dog. It's batting practice. Like, we're not even talking to you right now." That's hilarious. So he, he, he did. He, do you think he liked to play the enemy? Like he was just he feeding it, yeah. into it, or what? Yeah, he, he loved it. 
Um, number three, <laughs> I would say Tory Hunter because he's just yeah. he's, he's cool. Yeah, because it, like, it's like a fun vibe with him too, right? Yeah, it's like, like it's like a, we were, we're yeah. just in trash talking him. We were just like just joking around with him, and like he got the, like that the Oakland vibe. Like if I always wanted Tory Hunter to play for the A's because he would love it. The fans would love him. Like he's that type of person that he he gets it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call, dude. It's, I'm surprised yeah. Billy Bean didn't pull off a classic veteran Tory Hunter setting at some point. You know, yeah, jeez. Right. Number four, I'm yeah, gonna throw got? a toss up in there. I'm gonna say King Griffey Jr. which for like two games when he was with the Reds. Wow, that's that's a wow, that's like a deep cut. I was not expecting. Dude. Wow. I, I remember when obviously he was battling injuries when he was with the Reds, right? So. He was playing right field like randomly, and so he, he comes out and we're like, "Yo, Ken, break a leg or a back!" And like he looks back at us, kind of like winks. His next at bat, I swear to God, hits a bomb to right field. No way! Shuts everyone up. We're like, "Oh God, that happened!" I'm not even mad about it. That, that was that was pretty dope. And he he runs back and goes like, "That was for y'all." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "Okay." Okay. The, the next inning? That's amazing. That's a great story, dude. <laughs> I can hate on that because, I mean, I know. Dude, you got to love it. Yeah, you yeah, got to exactly. love it. Yeah. Ooh, he's King Griffey Jr. Like, yeah, it's hey, Griffey, you know, dude. That's oh, awesome. God. That's a cool story. I never heard that one, dude. That's awesome. I never heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, obviously with the manners, I can't remember having a memory with him that deep because I was so young. But, but like, early was, 2000s, right? When he was with the Reds, seven. right? Like, yeah. 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 Uh, number five. Oh man, this is hard. We've had some awkward ones, like with Magali Odornez. <laughs> he hated us. He he uh he he actually uh complained to security to not use Wikipedia for facts. Wait, what? I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It wasn't that personal. I mean, I guess it was looking back on it, but. Anyways, but it's public. I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, like we were on our phones back back in the day. Like, ooh. <laughs> so you guys were like in real time. Like, all right, back. We're gonna look up yeah, your Wikipedia he, page. He, he was at us. Oh man. Oh jeez, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. God, okay. I, number five. Oh man. You know who Tony like? You know who Tony said it was cool was Cole Calhoun. He said he likes Cole How Cole Calhoun. He's cool. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess if you had a number five for, for everyone that yeah. represents what the right field group is, I guess I give it to Josh Reddick because he uh-huh. count the outs, he he got the whole like right field vibe, and I give it to him for number number five. Dude, you know who's great too? Who loved it was Moss. Moss loved being out there yes. too. I think right. Yeah, Brandon Moss loved it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I do miss um, back in the day. Well, I guess it's vintage now for some kids. Mark Kotze saying two down Kotze and when he's playing center field always <laughs> throw, throw the two up and yeah I mean what what is it about uh that that crew like what is it about Oakland do you think it's because the stadium isn't great do you guys have to create your own fun kind of atmosphere or, and, and there's not too many people there what is it about uh the stadium that just you know lends itself to so much interaction there you know I don't know like I felt that like Ace fans just make something out of nothing. I know I, I love the Coliseum, honestly. I've been to so many stadiums and like recently, well not like a couple years ago, went to San Diego when the A's are playing there and beautiful stadium, probably the best stadium I've ever been to, filled with A's fans and 
everyone's like, let's turn this place to the Coliseum. And all these Padres fans are like, what's going on? I'm like, <laughs> y'all going to like yell back at us? But every time I'm at the Coliseum, it's just a giant party. Everybody is enjoying themselves. It's one of the few stadiums that you can tailgate at. People are knowledgeable about their team. They just care. I don't know. It just, it's a fun vibe. And it kind of matches the, the culture of the A's because traditionally with Oakland, they weren't, they're not your typical, like, oh, I'm, I'm on a baseball team. I have to be. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's, not, it's not that business type approach. It's like, have fun, be vibrant. Yeah, it's just trying to win. Like, I don't know. Just trying to win and have fun. Like, that's all it is. It's exactly. not trying to be like a badass. Like yeah. get it. So, I don't know. That's kind of the vibe that I get. So, there are those players you have a great relationship with. Then there's those ones that absolutely hate us, like Jose Guillen or, uh, Ver, uh, Oh, I forgot the other one. Like, Jose Batista hates us. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says. Everybody says Frank Clore is, like, the best visiting guy. Like, Reddick, you guys had the best, like, A's relationship with. And then, uh, yeah, Batista was, like, he was, like, villain number one. Or he hated you. It was more that he hated you guys. <laughs> we didn't even say anything to him. He started yelling at us once. I'm like, what are we – we didn't even say anything yet. You're yeah. already cussing us out. Like, dude. Yeah. Oh, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I heard he ran out there and just started yelling, shut up, shut up, before you guys even said anything. Yeah, but yeah, we're like, we haven't even said a word to you. You're already <laughs> yelling. I was like, that's not going to help your cause, but we're going to go after you harder now because of this. So, yeah, it was great. Were, were you at the game where Griffey uh, hit the dinger at you guys? Anson was telling me this one story where, like, I guess they were giving Griffey a bunch of crap when he was on the Reds. And then he came yeah. out there, and then he came out there and hit a dinger. He was like, "Oh, that was for you guys. Were you there for that game?" Or I was what? there for that. Yeah, that's basically what it was. He basically was like, "That's for you." And we're like, "And we couldn't say much else." Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, we he was like, "Hall of Fame. We had a future Hall of Famer shut us up." So yeah, and he was like his late thirty. He was like the tail end of his career at that point, right? But he was still hitting the dingers. That's great, dude. <laughs> a sweetest swing in baseball, like I think I've ever seen in my life. So yeah. 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 And uh, were you a Matt Stairs fan? Speaking of right fielder, did you like Matt Stairs or what? I love Matt Stairs. Ah, uh, oh, man. I, someone at his physique doing what he did, which is great. It's like, it gives all of us who have a bit of a beer belly a lot of hope in life that we could do something like that. I can't hit massive home runs, but I could do something. Just got to find it. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, too. I reached... I saw he was teaching hockey at a high school. So I reached out to the high school's athletic director. And the athletic director forwarded my email to him. But as far as I know, who knows if he even <laughs> read it. Or, but I tried. You know, I'm trying. So uh, Absolutely. You got to do what you can. Yeah. I think that would – dude, I would love to interview Matt Stairs for the podcast. I think that would be a great interview. He's like a folk yeah. hero. He's like a real – he like really is a folk hero. You know? No, he really is. It's incredibly yeah. – a freaking hockey player turns into a baseball star. And he has a physique that looks like somebody who – you put down a whole keg at the end of the game and come back the next day in a day game and just keep raking. <laughs> Man, the hits just keep on coming from the right field bleachers. And, uh, yeah, to wrap things up, we're going to go back to our guy, Omar Gonzalez, who had this uh, another funny story about Ichiro. It was just random stuff. You know, Ichiro was an inter- interesting one. It was so quiet, you know. But but you, uh, could, could you tell that he could hear you guys? Like could like? Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. Because like, I mean, he, I mean, before. I feel like the A's and the Mariners they play each other like twenty times a year. So he, you guys see him probably more than ever. Like during that, you know, whenever the Mariners are playing. You know? Well, you know, we had a lot of we had a, a few, a few um, fans, uh, A's fans that were from Japan, and so like you had Shin, 
uh, we that's had, right. The guys uh, who made the Matsui signs, right? That's right. Yeah. Dude, well, yeah, those yeah. guys are from uh, those guys. Are actually, the Matsui Land signs. Yeah, yeah. Matsui they were given Land, to right. us as, from. Uh, they were given to us from the guy named uh, from the Angels. He's an Angels fan, and so Matsui Land started in Anaheim, oh. and then when he came out to Oakland, they said, "Hey, we want to still do Matsui Land, but we want to make the signs for you guys." And so they, um, yeah. So the guy Claude Billado, his name is. He he gave us the signs, and actually at the 2011 season, we went and had a big old uh, tailgate with a bunch of Angels fans, and they showed us some really cool like baseball like memorabilia like that they had offside somewhere. So, um, so and it was just random random little tidbits, man. But uh, but yeah, there was uh yeah like Shin and I, I, these guys are gonna kill me for if they hear this and forget and I'm forgetting their names, uh, but. <laughs> But you know, dude, like those guys are they 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 you know everyone really they they all admire Ichiro. You know, he's like a legend. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I remember one, I was like, hey, how do you say stretch? I asked him um, before before <laughs> the game because he's over there stretching, and I was like, you know, saying stretch, and they're like, and they're I think that's how they said, just say stretch, stretch. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm probably I'm, I'm murdering you right now. And whenever he would lean over, stretch, and then and then one time he stopped. And he looked back at me like this, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then he caught me, and then because he every time he was doing, it, I was just yelling it, and then he stopped. It was like pregame, so you know. So yeah, you could tell. Guys, you you could tell, like yeah, yeah. He, you, and then that, yeah, and yeah. then you know, uh, they do hear you. They That's hear amazing. You, so. That's amazing, so. dude. That's amazing, dude. Man, so whenever we get back to the ballpark at 2021 at the Coliseum for baseball, make sure you get your heckles in because they can definitely hear you. And who knows, maybe you get some free bacon out of it, and pizza, and Popeyes, and $100 bills, and a baseball, and a baseball bat. Man, what an epic saga that was. And what's a great sideshow, too. Thanks again to Anson, Will, and Omar for sharing their favorite stories. Jeff Francoeur for taking some time out of his busy schedule. Make sure to get his beer, Frenchie's Blues from Terrapin over in Georgia. And man, great episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. This is the Ricky Henderson of Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to MC Hammer for that retweet the other day, getting those views up. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RickyBlog. And I know I keep saying this every episode, but I swear one day there was going to be a website at rickyblog.com. Working on it, baby steps. But yeah, that's a wrap on episode four of the GOAP. Thanks so much and stay tuned for more podcasts throughout the season. Can't wait to get it started. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a good one. Take care.